Welcome to Over the Goal Line, a Cornell University women's ice hockey podcast. Throughout this offseason, we'll be bringing you both behind-the-scenes banter, as well as coverage of other interesting topics around the sports world, featuring player appearances and other special guests. Now, here's your host, number 23, Finley Frechette. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 12 of Over the Goal Line. The weather is getting nicer here in Boston, and I did just get back from Ithaca, where I had to go to grab some of my stuff from my house before my lease ended. The weather was nice when I was there, and I hope Ithaca is done with snow for a while. I officially turned in my final exam of junior year, so I guess that means I'm a senior now. I wanted to give a shout out to all of the seniors who have completed their undergrad career in the least expected way possible. And to my teammates of both sports, I'm so proud of you all and just so lucky to have learned and to have become very close with all of you. So last month, there was a Cornell Hockey Town Hall with the players, coaches, fans, and families of Cornell Hockey. Coach was able to recap the season, there was a fun Q&A with the graduating seniors, And we were able to see some pictures and videos from the amazing run that we did have. For next season, I will be serving as an assistant captain on the team. And over these unprecedented times, I've been thinking about what this honor means to me. This means a lot to me. And it's elevated my personal responsibility to do right by my teammates and to try and follow in the footsteps of the many great leaders from this program over the years. I am honored to be on a list with these incredible women. One of the great leaders in Cornell women's hockey history is Regina Baker Robbins from the class of 1975. Without Reggie, who knows where Cornell hockey would be or when it would have come into the landscape of D1 women's hockey. She is, and the women who eventually joined the team are arguably the reason that my teammates and I are able to represent the Big Red in college. As described in the first line of a 2017 Cornell Alumni Magazine article, Reggie was a determined student who had the idea and passion to create the Cornell Women's Ice Hockey Program in 1971. But we know she is a true hero, legend, and much more 49 years later. So, this episode of Over the Goal Line is going to be a bit different from the rest of what we've done so far. With the big help from my amazing co-producer, Christopher Morales, who, by the way, does not get enough credit for this podcast, but does a lot of the the behind-the-scenes work on Over the Goal Line, and I'm very, very lucky to work with him. We both did some research to try and gather and retell the origin story of Cornell women's hockey. We pulled together bits and pieces from other reports, and we also have an exclusive piece from when most of the alums, including Reggie, were able to come back to Ithaca this past fall and personally talk and meet my teammates and I. And Reggie was able to retell the origin story of Cornell women's hockey to my teammates and I. So over the years, I've actually had the chance to meet and chat with Reggie a lot. The first time I remember meeting her was after a game, and I want to say it was my freshman year. She came into the locker room to say how proud she was of us and talked to us about how far our program really had come. I remember her looking around the locker room and seeing all of the trophies and awards that we have showcased above our stalls, and she began reminiscing on her time at Cornell and essentially how we were all then given the opportunity to wear these jerseys and to be sitting in those exact stalls. So as I mentioned in episode 11 with Brianne Jenner, the Cornell hockey program does a fantastic job and really tries hard to reconnect with our alumni from past decades. 
It is really rewarding when we, as the current players, get the chance to chat with them and learn about their stories and just honor history. So last October, the Cornell Women's Hockey Association sponsored a Legends Brunch in the Harkness Room at Lina, and we were able to listen to inspiring and humorous stories about the early days of Cornell Women's Hockey. One of those speakers was Reggie Baker Robbins, and this is the story she told. So part one. In this first part, Reggie talks about this dream of creating the Cornell Women's Hockey Program very early on. But there were some challenges academically and beyond. I, I grew up in Lansing, and ever since I was a little girl, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to start the ice hockey team. Now, I came from a big family. There were six of us, and my dad was a professor here. And there was something wrong with me. I didn't do well in school. And when I got to seventh grade, there was 7-1, which were the kids that go into college. Then there was 7-B, the kids that, you know, would get a decent job. And then there was 7, well, 7-A, 7-B, 7-C. I was in 7-C. Now, I showed up for school not knowing it was in a new building. So excited. You know, back then we wore the saddle shoes that we always bought at the Cosentini's. <laughs> and, you know, the knee socks and the plaid skirt and the sweater. Always wore the sweater. Anyways, I show up to school and I come to the class, and you know, I go to the classroom I supposed to go to. None of my friends are there, and, and I went down to the office right away, and I was like, "All oh, my friends were in seven one, and I said, "Hey, you know what's going on?" And they sat down with me, and they said, "Reggie, you know what is your, what's your dream for the future?" And I said, "Start the women's ice hockey team at Cornell." And they said, "Reggie, you're not going to Cornell." <laughs> they said, "You're not going to college." But when it it came time, you know, about my junior year, and people were taking the SAT. All of them were signed up for the SAT, all my friends were, so, and I knew I had to take the SAT to get into Cornell. So I went down to sign up, and they said, no, you know, that I couldn't take the SAT. So I went home, just really bombed, and my mom called the school. She ended up calling the school, and I took the SAT. So I went in totally cold, totally cold. Never saw an SAT before, hadn't had any practice tests, no college prep classes. But thank God, I did really well. <laughs> Part two, Reggie talks about her first days at Cornell. She reminisces about posting flyers and trying to talk to any girl she could about the possibility of joining the newly created women's hockey program. So the first week here, I mean, man, I was like, I'm in heaven. You know, I was running, I was in the dorm, I was running around, I was hanging up the posters. Every girl I saw, I said, do you want to you want to join the ice hockey team? And they always said, oh, I can't skate or I've never played hockey before. And I said, not a requirement. <laughs> I said, coach, she has never played ice hockey either. So our coach was Gail Murphy, who was my high school science teacher. So I, there was, and I was knocking on doors. Part three of the story is about dealing with the athletic committee. With the newly formed team, Reggie was ready to take on the world, but she couldn't even take the ice without the approval of the athletic committee. Well, okay, I got here to Cornell, and of course, you know, this dream has come true. I'm here. We got the posters up. We got the team. I go to Lina here and, um, and say, okay, we need ice time. And I'm like, <laughs> now, who are you? <laughs> so I said, well, we're the, we're the Cornell women's ice hockey team. And she goes, no, you're not. <laughs> you got to get approved by the athletic committee. 
So I immediately made an appointment, and Gail and I went down to the athletic committee, and it, you know that was it. You know, girls don't play ice hockey. That's it's a contact sport, and you don't play. You don't play ice hockey. And it was turned down immediately. And I left there. I mean, look at what I'd come through by this point. And I walked out, and Gail says to me, she says, Reggie, you gave it your best, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I went up to my dad's office crying. I mean, crying so hard that he couldn't even understand what was going, what I was trying to say. Well, I couldn't even talk. I was crying so hard. And he just sat there looking at me. And then when I finally got it out, he said, hey, just sit here a minute. So he left the office. And he was gone about an hour. I didn't know where he went or anything. And he came back and he said, the athletic committee wants to see you again, Rich. So I go down. And they're, they're, all, they're all there still, and I'm still, you know, <laughs> just a mess. And they're patting my hand, and they say, oh, come on, sit down, sit down, come on. Reggie, you left too soon, you left too soon. We weren't done talking to you yet. <laughs> and they said, you can have your team, you can have your team. But no contact, no, you know, you can't have any contact. And I said, sure. <laughs> We, we, we had a lot of contact. So we, got, we, had, we didn't have good ice time in the beginning, but we had a team. We were backed by Cornell. We were the first team to really, I think, be really backed by the university. We weren't a club. You know, we had free ice time. But we did have to buy our equipment. But the girls, it was, it's these girls here that you're going to be hearing today. They're the ones that made the team. I mean, think of that first year we had. Think of, I mean, I mean getting wiped up out and chewed up and spit out by the Canadian teams. But they kept playing. We kept going out and we kept playing. For part four, Reggie talks about the first game for Cornell hockey, which didn't go so well, and what the team gave her overall. She also talks about her realization that college does in fact not last forever, and what her thought process was like post-college. We were, uh, you know, our first game, and I've talked about it before, the score was 21 to 0, <laughs> and we never had a shot on goal. <laughs> but the team gave me so much more than I gave the team. Uh, the team gave me so much more. And, and then after that, after I left, it was about my junior year, it dawned on me that I wasn't going to be here forever. I mean, I had reached my dream. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do now? Where do I go now? So I did, after I graduated, I, um, my husband got into the University of Illinois, and it turned out the University of Illinois had the top, one of the top education schools at that time. And of course, I had decided by then I wanted to help kids. I wanted to help children, you know, like me. That, you know, because other kids didn't have, you know, that dream like I had. And, you, know, you know, how many kids get, you know, listen to, you're not gonna make it. So I knew what I wanted to do. And for part five, Reggie has some words of wisdom and some parting thoughts. Back in the 60s and the 70s, everyone was saying girls ice hockey wasn't going to work. That, you know, girls couldn't play ice hockey. But you know what? We did it. If I hadn't had that dream, I mean, I don't know where I'd be today. You know, with everybody telling me that I couldn't make it. So after I finished adding these parts of Reggie's talk at the Legends Brunch into this podcast, I decided to do a little bit more research because I remember at the Legends talk 
when they were speaking to us, someone actually had a picture of the original Cornell hockey flyer that Reggie referenced having hung up all over the school her freshman fall. It's a handwritten flyer and I actually have it in front of me. It's a girl clearly holding a hockey stick, wearing a Cornell C jersey, and the flyer reads, and I quote, Girl Jocks, Cornell University female ice hockey team. And at the bottom it has a phone number to call and it says that the organizational meeting will be held the second week in September. So I just think that that's a really cool piece of history that I've actually seen. It's crazy to look back at this flyer and think about how far we really have come. From nearly begging people to join the team even if they didn't know how to skate, to finishing the season ranked number one in the nation this year. It's, it's a crazy comparison and it just shows how lucky we are to have had these people come before us and to set this stage for us to succeed. Something else that I discovered while doing my research is that the 1975 and 1976 season was a landmark season for Cornell and for the whole women's hockey landscape. Cornell could play a 17-game season because there was finally enough teams to play, and for the first time ever, there was an Ivy League championship at stake. Cornell faced Brown in the Ivy Championship and beat them 3-2, outshooting them 37-17, and Cornell won the first ever Ivy League women's ice hockey title. And a quote in the Ithaca Journal says, Cornell dominated the early years of Ivy League women's competition and set a standard for the Cornell teams that followed. I thought this was a pretty cool quote to learn and to read about, especially having won some Ivy titles in my time at Cornell. So there was a lot of information there. And at the actual Legends brunch, we had the opportunity to hear from the other women on some of the original teams and the hardships that they had to go through. One that really stuck out to me is some of them talking about how they did not have enough equipment and they had to tape newspapers and magazines to their knees and elbows for protection because they couldn't get the actual equipment. And hearing these stories made me and my teammates all think about how lucky we are. We get new equipment every season. If something breaks, we get a new one. If, if a stick snaps in practice, we're able to go upstairs and grab a fresh one and our amazing locker room that we get to call home. We have all of these things because of the people that came before us. And I think that's why when you ask most of my teammates how they want to leave the Cornell hockey program, they say they want to leave it a bit better than what it was when we got there. Hopefully in the future of Over the Goal Line, I can have some of these legends come and tell their stories firsthand. But in the meantime, thank you so much for tuning into episode 12. Stay safe and healthy and let's go Red! Tune in next time to Over the Goal Line, a Cornell University women's ice hockey podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Lipson, and WVBR.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Over the Goal Line, and follow the team on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cornell W Hockey. Until next time, go Big Red! Yeah.